Welcome, welcome, welcome one more time to Ola Esh. Today we will have Gilles Manjen. This guy is the CEO of Clavi, one of the Luxembourgish company which is leading in the sport management area. They develop an incredible app that is working really well for all the clubs in Luxembourg and in Europe as well. He will tell us the benefits about this application and how you could use it. I just have to inform you that today is going to be our last episode of the second season and the third season is getting ready with some new details like a video so now you could listen to me and then watch. So nothing more to say and just enjoy this one. Hello. Hello. Here with us today is guys, guys, no. Jill, Jill, no, 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 Jill Munchgen. Welcome, man, to to Ola Esh. Thank you for having me. Uh, Jill, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jill. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to have you here. Uh, for me, you are this guy coming up, uh, supporting a sport, which is fantastic that is happening here in Luxembourg. So I want people to know about you. I know you've been playing ice hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know about ice hockey just zero because, as you know, I'm coming from Venezuela. We play baseball <laughs> and we just see that in television sometimes and you don't see the ball. So yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. How did you start to play ice hockey? Um, well, it's actually pretty similar to what you describe um, because ice hockey in Luxembourg isn't big either. So, um, yeah, I started as a, as a kid um, watching it on TV. I had um, my best friend playing hockey and, um, yeah, basically in the schoolyard we started playing and then at some point I decided to, to get into a club. And, um, yeah, I played for 23 years and then um, I decided it was, uh, it was time to go. 23 years playing that is poor. Wow. Uh, you should be you look like easy guy but you should be aggressive because I see every time you are fighting and fighting and um, yeah I was a goalie so that's uh, already more of a um, uh, laid back position if you want to uh, call it that way but there you have to fight also yeah I mean it, it gets heated uh, once in a while yeah yeah but um, yeah yeah there's there's other guys who are carrying the heavier load alright alright yeah. alright so uh, because of that you started to love the sport generally or it was because your family how was the process to get involved in, in the sport yeah um, no it was really growing through it with the friends and so on I, I don't have um, particularly athletic um, parents or, or, or family in general um, everybody was yeah so we are three kids everybody was doing his uh, his thing but um, I guess I'm the one that after all focused the most on this um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's fun. I mean, you know how it is when you have your friends doing it; that it, it becomes a lifestyle at some point. Then you start to study 
is sport management. Did you or do you study something else? No, so um, actually I started playing here in Luxembourg and um, my ambition was always to start also playing somewhere else on a higher level. Um, so I went to university to southern France um, where they play Division One um, ice hockey in France. And um, yeah, there was already way more professional than <laughs> what's going on here. Um, and I was, I was actually playing hockey there and at the same time studying. Um, and at the same time, actually also starting my, my first company. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it went. But I studied um, economics, so actually nothing to do with sports at all. Okay, okay. But you were playing there the first division? Yeah. Wow, mm. nice. And was it really hard, the, the change from one level to other? Um, yeah, it was way more, how uh, should I call it, uh, intense. So basically we had the first practice in the morning at 8. And then I went back to university after that. And then we had a second practice for the day. Um, or we were going to the gym and so on. And then sometimes I had to go even again back to uni. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the lifestyle gets quite messy when, uh, I don't know, I also started the company at the same time. So that I was doing in my evenings. Um, and and it's, it's very different from what I was used to before. Can we know what are we talking about, about the first company you created? Um, so the first company is, um, that's called um, Sports uh, with a Z. It's, um, it's an athlete recruitment um, uh, company. So basically it's about um, yeah, athletes who want to get recruited by new teams um, and teams actually looking to get uh, new players on their roster. So it's basically an online platform that does matchmaking. Teams um, send out offers and then the players, they, they can just apply. So as a team, you have maybe hundreds of people applying for the same position. And as an athlete, you have way more positions open on the market that you could apply for. We were talking about football, we were talking about ice hockey or any kind of sport? Um, mostly basketball and um, ice hockey and football. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How it went? Um, well, it turned out pretty well. Um, I left the company, however, I think six years ago. Yeah, roughly six years ago, I left that company. Um, it still exists to this day, still doing a great job of recruiting athletes and, and, and bringing them to teams. Um, but yeah, since six years, I'm now uh, focusing on, on this new company that's called Clubby. Um, and what we do there is, is pretty much, uh, it's, a no it's a software to help sports teams and leagues manage their day-to-day -day business. Okay, let's talk about Clubby. Uh, as I know, uh, Clubby is a, a company which is uh, in, made in Luxembourg, but you already have some clients abroad. But first, let's talk about what it brings us. Why should I take Clubby, for example? Yeah, um, it's a very good question. We started this company from, well, actually, because we all come out of sports and we just noticed, well, the way sports is managed today is especially in the amateur business. It is super amateurish. <laughs> so obviously it's, it's sometimes it gets really messy. Um, you have a lot of um, volunteers running, running the organizations. Um, those volunteers are not always experts in everything they do, which is pretty normal and natural. Um, but it's a lot of work. So those volunteers, they have to carry a lot of workload. They need to work a lot for the club to actually exist. And we decided, well, with technology, we could make those people's lives way easier. We could give them a tool that helps them organize their job and actually helps them grow the organization at the same time. And that's why we, that's why we founded Clubby. Um, and, and we started it here in Luxembourg um, in 2014. 
actually started getting the the first clients on board, the first teams that actually believed in the idea because back then it was very basic still. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the first teams who, who said, I, I really believe in, in what you guys are doing, where you're going. Um, and slowly we, we started growing more teams and, and, and yeah, a few le- years later we grew also out of the Luxembourgish market. Um, so now we have um, clients also in Germany, in Belgium, in France, and even in Finland. Oh, oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Let's talk about the tools. When you yeah. say tools, uh, are you telling me that you make easier life for those people who are working there as a volunteer? So what are the tools that you are offering? Mm. It's um, it's it's uh, pretty much a lot of things you, you could imagine. It's, um, for example, one tool to manage all your members, to manage your fans, to manage um, even their payments, um, like membership payments or ticketing or whatever. Um, then you have other tools to manage the club's website, um, other tools to manage social media accounts um, or to manage the sponsor relations, um, press relations, um, all sorts of um, tools also in, in the area of content creation. So basically creating content for the clubs automatically. Um, yeah, and that's that's what we focus on. We say, okay, in terms of communication, marketing, finance, sponsor relations, in all the different areas of a, of a club, we want to help the club improve and become a bit more professional, a bit more structured, but at the same time spend less time doing so. Okay, when you say that in here, sport is not that professional, uh, but there is also a fact that Luxembourg, as everybody knows, is a country with economic possibilities. So there you have two realities. One which is, okay, this is amateur, and the other is there are sources that we could find to make sports grow in Luxembourg. So I think you came with that idea to make everything easy, as you said, but how could you change the mentality of teams that they are doing the same stuff for a year? How you could tell them, we need the technology nowadays, we need the technology, and this is gonna cost you nothing for what you are getting. Mm. It's um, it's surely also, um, how should I put it? What we do is a lot of a cultural change um, because people have just been used to um, doing sometimes uh, a fun job and sometimes a very unfunny job um so that's also what comes with with what we do we actually have yeah we have to explain to clubs okay why is it important to grow why is it important to evolve why is it um super important to become more digital as well um so it's also a part education in it um but yeah people get it i mean the 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 clubs they obviously see the advantage um and what you mentioned earlier is, is is correct i mean Luxembourg also if you think about it it's a very um, small country but if you compare it to other places or other regions in other countries it is actually very athletic you have a lot of organizations in a lot of different sports Um, and as you mentioned there's a lot of also financial possibilities in, in the country so if you think about it every small town or even village has multiple teams multiple teams playing maybe at the highest league that, if you think about it, is is pretty crazy by by itself, um, and so for us, Luxembourg was a really good market to start this project. Yeah. Uh, now, let's say that I'm the biggest club in Luxembourg, but the way I work is totally old. How 
can you convince me to say, okay, I'm gonna, I need the technology? Um, well, pretty much the, the, there is less convincing on our end because people usually understand that they need to become more friendly for, um, you know, for youth um, athletes and so on. If you think about the same what's happening also in the US with the big leagues, um, they are really fighting to attract youth. You know, a lot of um, young kids these days are more focused on on esports, on on many things, on on actually pretty random things that are outside of sports. So everybody's kind of fighting also for for young kids' attention, and the same is is happening here. You you need to be able to attract people for your sport. You need to compete with other organizations in your same village that are doing other sports. So there is not only competition happening on the field but also happening between organizations. I mean, if you have in one city, you have four clubs, these clubs are pretty much rivaling each other to attract um, new people to the club. So by default, there is always a competition going on and everybody wants to win that competition. And so people understand pretty fast how we help and, and why it is important to make a move. Jill, what is your opinion about that competition between esports and the normal one? Is it healthy? Is it good for you? Um. <laughs> because the, to be honest, yeah, it's the, it's the new technology. Everybody's going to it. Uh, when you talk about economic uh, way, it's huge. It's growing. It's amazing. But for me, Juan Carlos, I don't like it. I don't really like to see a young, the future, just sitting. I don't know how many hours there. And you are not moving at all. You are no, you are not doing exercise, and this is health yeah. at the end. So, this is my opinion. But I don't know what's your opinion about that. Um, it's it's a very big topic, let's say, because um, I share both ideas. I really enjoy um, esports. I really find there's a lot of valuable things in it. I think it is um, esports in many aspects is maybe mentally way more demanding. Than, than other sports, not all sports, of course. Um, but I'm, what I'm saying is in terms of focus, in terms of dedication, um, esports has a lot of positives. They have also figured out how to get people really hooked and really passionate about something. And that is something that I've s seen many sports fail to do. Um, and, and, and that is really unfortunate. At the same time, I 100% agree with you. We need kids to move. We need people to be active. Um, physical activity, as we all know, is, is critical. And what I would actually love to see would be a combination of both. I mean, not pushing away esports because it has a lot of good parts, but not pushing away traditional sports either. So I love your point because, yeah, you have, as you say, you have some positive things, I would say, but also we can forget about the importance about uh, doing your fitness, doing just move, just walk, just mm. breathing the normal air outside a room when you play eSport, no? <laughs> uh, now, Jill, there is a situation affecting a sport worldwide, which is the pandemic. How did affect in, in Luxembourg, like, let's talk now about Luxembourg, how did affect Clavi, how did it affect the whole yeah, mm. movement? 
Um, it's it's a good question. Um, of course, also in the company, we, we're in Luxembourg, we're working 16 people here. Um, so for us, it was really critical because those 16 people are focused on the sports industry. Um, I mean, I think we're one of the, the biggest, even in the country, solely focusing on sports outside of, you know, retail. Um, so it was really critical for us. However, I, I feel that it was also an opportunity for us. So we decided we will not lay on our on our back and, you know, play victim and saying, oh, the pandemic is, is killing us. We decided that um, we need to move and we need to make people also understand why they need to move as well. And so for us, um, let's say the pandemic so far has, of course, been crippling in some sense that there is no athletic um, activity or less. Um, but at the other hand, on the other hand, it was uh, it was actually also an opportunity for us because we could during this time show how important it is to be digitally present when physically you cannot be present. And that's what most clubs understood. They understood that they need to keep fan engagement high. They need to keep the community active. They need to communicate all the time. Um, even more now that physical um, activities are restrained. So for us, let's say, um, it was not such a blocking element at all times. It was in different areas um, really blocking um, and crippling. But yeah, in general, I think it's the same with all the companies. Everybody's just trying to figure out their way to, to survive. Respecting the, the distance, for example, with the bars and restaurants that they are, they can do not much. Is so difficult in any aspect of your life when you are struggling, when you are going under pressure, how to bring your best? Yeah. Uh, if we talk about one athlete, okay, I have a, a little injury in my knee. I don't know what to do. Okay, perhaps I'm going to lay down until I recover myself or I could work progressively and I could develop another skills so I could be stronger when I come back. It happened with you now and you told me something important, which is you didn't give up mm -hmm. and you were looking for the, let's say, for the good of the bad situation. Is, this, is that something that, It's just you or your team, you work together and you say, okay, let's find a solution because it should be a solution. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like that is pretty much what sports is about. Um, and, and that's what I really try to also give everybody as a message that I talk to that's outside of sports is that sports teaches you so many things. And, and I mean, it, it becomes just natural to lose but it becomes even more natural to fight back a loss. And it becomes, I mean, sports forms and shapes some sort of a um, competitive character in, in everybody. Um, and to be honest, I, I, from my side, I can only tell positives in it. And that's why also for the company, we try to recruit as many people as possible with an athletic background. If we have, for example, um, during our interview process, when we have two people and, and, and let's say their, their work skill set is, is pretty much comparable or, or, or leveled, um, we would always go for the one with the biggest athletic background because there's so much adversity um, that, that you learn through sports um, and, and it shapes the character. And that's why I also believe it is so important to get kids to sports because it's 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 yeah it's it's a lifestyle it's it's also a mental um health thing for me jill sports 
is everything. I grew up in, in Venezuela and one way to become uh, somebody important or, or yeah, one thing to like there, if you want to be someone, you have to study, but also through the sport, you could be someone important who could influence people in the good way. So for me, sport is, is my life. I've been doing sport all my life. I played baseball and then basketball, and then I ended up in volleyball, unfortunately. But in volleyball, <laughs> I play all You the made games. it pretty far. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with volleyball, I, it was the less attractive sport in my country. When you are totally bad in baseball, you say, okay, play basketball because you are tall. But <laughs> when you are not good in those of two and you say volleyball, you say, okay, man, this is not a sport. But with that, I could play Olympics. I could play World Championship. I could play whatever. And that's why I'm here today talking to you. That mm. you are amazing. But tell me about you, Jill. What a sport means for you? You already told me, yeah, you have 23 years playing that sport. But now that you are working with a sport and you are making people understand the important or the impact, the positive impact in life, what it means for you? Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty broad question. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I just, um, th there's so many positive things coming out of it. Personal growth, um, personal challenges, um, over overcoming your own, you know, um, how do you call it? Um, in Schweinehund, your own, uh, yeah, bad side. I don't, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, so that's 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 this part, and and yeah, through the company, we obviously try to promote every organization and every volunteer that is living that lifestyle and that keeps it growing. I mean, that's that's why we do the company. We wa um, we we want to help those people and those clubs that we feel are so valuable um, for our society. And that's one of the main reasons why we do Clubby. That's one of the main reasons we don't, I don't know, do anything else um, that would be less valuable. We really believe in this vision of um, allowing more people to, to do sports, allowing the ones who run sports to have less work with it and, and less pain with it, um, because that's why we want to promote it. and and. Yeah, we, we do our little part in, in this story. And then there's, of course, I mean, there's, there's people who have way more influence, like you mentioned. I mean, if you become an all-star and, and you grow a lot of reach, like the professional athletes, um, you, you get a big stage. And at this stage, I mean, many people use it the right way, you know, do a lot of charitable things and, and promote the, 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 the right mindset, um, if there is such a thing. But let's say that the one I believe in, and, and that's, um, yeah, that's pretty admirable. Talking and just thinking now is admirable what you have done. What you have done because first you started to play one sport that nobody plays in Luxembourg. <laughs> I know Luxembourg they could play basketball, handball, yes. football, <laughs> and you went to one of the highest league. I could say in in French. Mm. And, uh, I don't know in Europe could be one of the strongest. I don't know. Ah, I'm yeah, afraid to say. I yeah. know Finland is one of the. Yeah, I know the the French are doing a good job. But it's it's growing still. It's but it's strong. Yeah. yeah Nevertheless, yeah. it's strong, and mm. you achieve it. So, I I don't know if their sides matter. Like how tall you are is is better for for you, or it's like football. It would no. I, let's say, 
I, I, I think there's more and more sports where it becomes important to be taller. In, in there, you were I was, there. I was not gifted. Yeah, but it means you have to do even more than the tall one. Because, yeah, the tall, the two meters, yeah, they are gifted. They are naturally yeah. gifted. But when we are in, that, in our side, like we are not that tall, we have to show more. So you are this fighter who, who were there studying, playing, creating a company now you are here i could see you are a super warrior and this is what we need and this is what people need to understand that a sport bring you that skills you know what i mean so um i really admire your your passion for sport i really admire what you're doing there is one thing that i would like to ask you is any kind of advice you could tell the people growing here the young players coming or just anyone listening at this podcast no regarding to clubby because this is coming after you as a person advice to to just keep fighting for your goals um that's a good question i'm not sure if i'm in a position to, <laughs> to give advice are, course, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, i'm i'm in that position but all i can share is my um personal uh, learnings and and i just like setting the goals even higher every time and, and i that's also one of the the, the 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 things that i love about competitive sports is that there is um you always want to reach higher i mean the um the, the podcast you had with marta muller was was a great example i really enjoyed it and and kudos for that that was a, a great um episode uh who's actually saying pretty much the same like you don't you really want to get somewhere but when you get there you also want to get maybe somewhere else and you, you keep setting the bar higher and i cannot see a lot of bad things coming out of that um unless you overdo it of course but in general that's a very positive attitude of of <clears throat> seeing room for improvement and going after it i mean that's um yeah that's something that i but advice yeah i don't know what's, yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> that's more than good talking now about cloudy uh you say you have 16 persons working here 16 people are they all of them luxembourgers or is like an international environment in here oh uh, no we keep it as international as possible okay. um uh, we we have yeah people from from luxembourg from france like the typical uh, areas but also from from ukraine um it's yeah it's um it's a good mix all right all right mm-hmm. And the last thing, talking about Clubby, what's coming next? Is any uh, website that they could find you? Is anything that you want to announce? You were working on that. This is going to be our new project. Yeah, we have. Um, so lately, we we launched uh, a mobile app, um, and yeah, the people that are in in sports, especially those that are in clubs who have Clubby, um, they should definitely download the app. So the the, the new app that we brought out. Uh, it keeps you connected with your club. You can get the latest um, news results. Um, yeah, pretty much anything related directly to your club. You can also communicate with your coach. Um, yeah, manage your practices. A um, lot of good things coming out of it. So yeah, that's a big shout out to everybody uh, who also, wants to download the app. Also, you manage social media, as you said before. No? Yeah, yeah. Which is how important is social media those days for clubs? I could see uh, clubs in here. I'm not going to compare it with the NBA in the United States, but they don't really post that much. They don't really inform you 
what is going on, where in the table are they. So you do that process, you do also that kind of... Uh, yeah, what, what you mentioned is, is completely um, right, I believe, in, in that way. But being good in social media becomes ever harder. I mean, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's so many, first of all, social networks. Um, the, the general rule that we try to um, uh, share with the clubs is that you cannot expect people to be where you are. You need to be where people are. So on social media, if you want to communicate, it means that you need to be you should be pretty much everywhere and it becomes even harder i mean there's there's more and more social networks and then people are moving away from social networks and some are not moving so basically to do a good job you would need to be active everywhere but that's that's pretty hard so that's where we try to help as much as we can by creating content or sharing content um but yeah it's it's difficult because the different social networks are so different from each other i mean if you compare tiktok and facebook it's too different planets um <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty tough as a, as a club actually to be to be good at it yeah uh, talking about sports i am following the italy volleyball league and now they start to use tiktok yeah and before i was thinking okay tiktok is just for dancing for not the the type of things that i would like to see in social media but now they're doing great stuff in that so it's just depend of the way how you turn in and you show it, which is difficult, no? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it's um, also the, the content you post is very dif uh, different from each other. Um, the, the way you approach it, because well, you have different populations on there. I mean, if you have very young guys, you need to talk to them very differently than you would talk to. I don't know somebody that's that's 60 years old and has been following your organization for 40 years or so I, it's it's very different in the way how you communicate and you need to be very let's say socially aware um to, to be able to be really good at it yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not easy at all the the target of of the people around is too different and you have to see where how so it's a, a science yeah. <laughs> and yeah. nobody's figured it out yet that's uh, <laughs> nobody there are some of them say no this is the way and mm -mm, this is not <laughs> the way it's, there are many ways and you have just to try which one suits you best yeah uh, Jill a big pleasure man to have you here uh, for the end one more time let them know where they can find you where they could download the app how is the name of the application yeah so um so you can just go to the um yeah to the apple store or to your um, google play store um search for the app that's called clubby so c-l-u-b and then two e's um and, and yeah download the app log in with your account that you have with your club uh and then and then see where where it gets you and thank you so much also uh to you for having me um it's a great podcast i i, I enjoyed it and, and i i really um think what you're doing here is the right thing so keep it um keep it up and uh yeah thank you for having me thank you man it was a big pleasure to have you here bye thank you bye